Welcome to season two of The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella, the Boutique Lifestyle Leaders Association's hospitality show. This is a podcast about the boutique hospitality community and how its top industry executives and leaders stay up to date on the best innovative trends in boutique hotels all around the world. Each season, I bring my favorite visionaries to candidly discuss new philosophies, ideas, and innovations in the hospitality industry, primarily the boutique community. I'm excited to share with you some of my intimate conversations with these extraordinary leaders as we navigate the unfamiliar shift of boutique hospitality. This episode is sponsored by Solanus, the property management solution for boutique hotels. Hello, dear listeners. This is the concluding episode of season two of The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Today, we're diving deep into the intricacies of the hospitality world with not one, but two titans of the industry. Meet Audrey Laurent and Sergio McLean, the dynamic duo and principals behind Mac and Low Hospitality. With the rich tapestry of experiences spanning from working with iconic visionaries like Ian Schrager and Andre Belaz to crafting the award-winning Shinola Hotel in Detroit, this power couple knows the hospitality realms inside and out. What's truly special is their unique approach, drawing from diverse cultural experiences and backgrounds in the arts, and their early days on the front lines of the industry. This combination gives Mac and Lowe an unparalleled edge in curating holistic, immersive, and impactful guest experiences. Join us as we dive into the world of Audrey and Sergio, learning about their journey from ground-up operations to masterminding bespoke hospitality projects. Buckle up, because today we're uncovering the secrets behind truly exceptional hospitality with Mac and Lowe. Welcome back to season two of The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Today, I'm joined by Audrey Laurent and Sergio McLean, who are principals and owners of Mac and Lowe Hospitality. Welcome. Thank you, Thank you very much. much. Nice to, nice to so nice to be on with you. Oh, and you guys are tuning in from Detroit, right? Correct. Yeah. What's it like there? I've actually never been to, to Detroit. How would you describe the city? It's architecturally stunning. Mm. Um, and the years that we've been here throughout the years, it has grown exponentially just revitalized in such a fantastic yeah. way with brand new restaurants. If and, you're a foodie, yeah. you have to come to Detroit because there's so foodie. many great restaurants coming in. There's so many award-winning chefs. Um, it's activated through and through. Downtown Detroit feels really good right now. Um, Auto Show starts this week, which yeah. should keep us all very busy. Yeah. Um, but it's between that, the Jazz Festival, uh, so many, so many things are happening in this city. It's a really great place to be. So like bustling with culture. Absolutely. Bustling with culture. Absolutely. Um, it's it's a wonderful time for the city. And I think it's just going to keep growing in that direction. So Aww. it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, speaking of Detroit, let's just kind of dive into your project there with the Shinola. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us mm-hmm. about the concept, how many rooms and how did this how did you how did this relationship begin with you and Shinola and then. Um, the developers. Who are the developers? It's Bedrock Detroit. Bedrock, is the yes. Branch, that they are the owners. And then um, it's a partnership with Shinola, mm-hmm. the retail store, the luxury goods retail store. Um, 
So, it, look, the, the relationship itself is like lightning in a bottle. It's one of these things that happens, and once every few lifetimes, uh, we ourselves, we had decided to look for markets where we could really stretch ourselves and create something unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and Detroit, when we came here in 2015 or so forth, was more or less mm-hmm. because of its culture, its history, its heritage, it just felt right to us. Yeah. Um, Tom Cartsotti is the owner of Shinola and mm-hmm. Dan Gilbert, the owner of Bedrock and the FOC, they were underway already on developing together a hotel, but mm-hmm. they were not sure as to how to translate a retail brand into a living experiential hospitality experience. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, that is something that we are very comfortable with. Um, so we partnered with them. And as we went along, it was clear that we had a great alignment uh, that resulted in something truly unique and elevated. It's something that is really powered by the people of Detroit, but aimed at the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an amazing project. 129 rooms, Audrey, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to just echo what Sergio said, it, it was very um, easy from the get-go in terms of understanding the Shainola brand and what we represent just as Mac and Lowe within our brand too. Mm-hmm. Um, those two things were already pretty aligned um so when it came to sort of working on the alignment of shinola retail and the hotel we all found it much easier than um i think everybody uh predicted yeah so we we wanted to create something that felt effortless and organic and something Mm. that was analog uh shinola's a brand celebrates uh, manufacturing celebrates the the people and the front line and we as a company function the same way mm-hmm. so we really really wanted to create something where we had this sense of togetherness in a way and this mm-hmm. approachability but at the same time touching a luxury um or giving delivering a luxury experience uh, it's worked really well and we, we couldn't be happier it's like, extremely successful Wow. I love a word that you just used, approachability. I think that that is so important when you're building boutique hotel, luxury hotel experiences. Actually, I think any Any hotel experience is approachability. And it's it's energetically that is what they're feeling. That's the other great word, yeah. energetically. That's yes. it. Yeah. Well, our focus a lot of the times when we're building a hotel is um, putting together elements that will mm-hmm. uh, make you make people feel at ease and good the moment they walk into the space. Um, I think we've all experienced spaces, um, wh- whether it be hotels or retail or really any public space, where you walk in and you feel good relaxed yes you don't really know why Mm -hmm. um but there are many details that come into play um just to to, um offer that um and i think a lot of you know a lot of spaces don't really offer that and sometimes within hotels don't offer that which to us it's a a very very important thing and the design is an element on that but you know training procedures culture uh how we how we talk to each other, how we mm-hmm. perceive as a team member, as a frontline, how you, you know, we, we really want them to be proud, to be to be upfront. Um, you talked about approachability, or we did. There is a room for, you know, a more old-fashioned white glove type of mm-hmm. service, 
that still takes place in hyper luxury resorts mm-hmm. and whatnot, where this is the complete opposite. And some clients like it. So there's some guests that yes. don't like approachability. They love to be really guided through a very strict path of service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have butlers, you have a lot of service points to us that feels constraint because yes. we we don't want to impose a story we, we're not into gimmicks we want to give you the experience that you want to have mm-hmm. that's our job is to have you lead the experience and we just have mm-hmm. a field of opportunity we facilitate for you. that yeah 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 oh that's that's such an interesting perspective of it. So wait, did you say that that's you do offer that at the Shinol is the white glove service if they want? No, no, oh, no, no. What, I, what we're saying wait. is that is the opposite from that. Oh, right? so, so it still exists. That's what you're saying. But yeah, that it yeah. still exists. That there is not every hotel model is based on approachability and so forth. Some mm-hmm. of them are still based on, you know, very high corporate. Some some people like those restrictions. Yeah. Some people like to have a constant service that is. It almost feels like you can't move without 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 having to interact with the hotel. Yeah. We like to leave the guest to his himself and have him interact with us as we need to. And yes. we just create the environment for it. I love yeah, that. I mean we we still are on the vein of anticipating people's needs, but more in a sense of um sort of garnering information from the guests in mm-hmm. a personalized conversation versus sort of a checklist of points that you need to hit in order to make a guest's experience. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like yes. it's so for us, it's more personalized, catered to um, individual guests than mm-hmm. it is to sort of blanket service points to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to put a few examples, something like a man of four seasons, they have a more restricted service. Yes. They have a a service that is a little bit more boxed in, mm-hmm. great, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. There's no criticism to it. Yeah. But that's the difference between them and us. We seem to be more freestyle, which actually requires a little bit more training, a little bit more care. That's interesting. Yeah, that it requires more training. Can you go more into that, Sergio, about you of know course. some tips on training for that? Yeah, it's the difference between look if you if you have a a scripted service standard, mm-hmm. right? Where everybody gets greeted the same way, uh, address the guest three times by name, uh, use these words to say good morning, good evening, good night, mm-hmm. do ABC at XYZ times. It's okay. It's it's doable, but it, what it requires is somebody to just follow a script. Mm-hmm. If you want a freestyle, it's like with music. If, if you're a musician and you, and you want to improvise, you better be a master yes. musician. Yes. Um, so it feels improvised and it feels freestyle, but there's a lot of mathematics going into artists' heads when they're yeah. improvising. Yes. Um, in the term, in terms of service, is a little bit the same thing. It's like you need to be prepared and trained to the extent that all systems, all touch points and milestones of service, which are universal to an extent, mm-hmm. become natural and almost intuitive to you so that you can really truly focus on the guest. Yes. Uh, this is like a driver, a beginning driver. You can't talk to them. They're yeah. so focused on the little, the different aspects of driving. They panic if you talk to them. Mm-hmm. When you're an experienced driver, you're not even paying attention to the car anymore. You can mm-hmm. have a conversation. You look at the road. It's a different path. You need to train somebody to be that experience so that the, the everything is 
effortless or seemingly effortless. I love that. You know what it makes me think of? I, it's probably because I'm in Burbank right now next to, where are we next to? Warner Brothers Studios. <laughs> and I'm thinking yeah. of like the acting world. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder if for just like some fun training exercises, if we went to like acting improv classes or like the comedy improv. It's similar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a performance side to working in a yeah. hotel, which sort mm-hmm. of what drew us to hospitality in the first yeah, place. Really? By design. Yeah. By design, both Audrey and I started our careers in the arts. I was an actor and then a singer and Audrey was a dancer. Um, so we actually approach hospitality and, and training and so forth very much the same way you do as an actor or an artist or a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we perceive the art of hospitality as a performing art. Uh, mm-hmm. where the stage is the front desk, is the space. You know, if we're all actors. We all have to yes. be on point on, on the same story. So it's by design. The way our company works is very much um, aligned with the performing arts because that's where we, where we are really where we were born into. And now a word from our sponsor. Solanus is an intuitive property management system powered by a business intelligence engine, offering the hospitality industry a single robust solution for managing hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, and corporate housing. Its ease of use, streamlined onboarding, and 24-7 support make it the preferred PMS solution. Headquartered in San Diego, Solanus is the vision of hospitality experts and technologists who believe it is time for a new era in property management. Ready to discover how they can work with you to elevate your property? Visit Solanis, S-O-L-O-N-I-S dot com to get started. And now back to the show. Oh, I want to go more into that. I want to go into your backgrounds because when I read your bios, I was like, whoa. So Audrey, <laughs> let's start with you. Can you kind of talk to us about how you entered the hospitality industry and who were some of your mentors and who've, who you've worked with along the way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started at uh, Ian Schrager's Paramount back in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the interesting uh, way that he went about finding staff was through a talent agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was mm-hmm. like auditioning for some type of, speaking of acting and performing, some type of role in something. Huh. Um, and then uh, once you've passed that, you went to sort of a whole panel that included Ian um, that sort of rapid fired these questions out. Um, and based on all of that, they would hire you or they wouldn't. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, the Paramount 600 room hotel uh, hyper designed by Philippe Stark and I mean, just a beautiful, under, an amazing undertaking that I actually haven't seen since in terms of volume of rooms plus design. Mm-hmm. Those things typically don't go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but the training at the Paramount was extremely precise. Um, mm-hmm. There was no room for error. Um, and it was you know, consistency of service was extremely important there. And it was mm-hmm. very much for lack of a better word, drilled into us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really learned to give good service, but really fast, in a very fast way. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it goes without saying, all of the hotels that I have um, 
worked in or managed have incredible design and definitely have influenced me um, in that way. Um, and then after that, I went to the Mercer, which is very different. Yes. Um, also hyper designed by Christian Lieger. It's amazing, a beautiful design, ageless really, mm-hmm. um, which is hugely important in hotels. Um, and it had, you know, it served the, the Mercer really well. It's so well maintained, so well kept up, um, and still very, relevant um and then that hotel it's 75 rooms um much smaller so when i made the jump from 600 rooms to 75 rooms i thought to myself how am i going to keep myself engaged um Mm -hmm. it turns out that the difference there is the service was limitless so um it was like catering to 75 high-profile guests mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of high-end demands. And that is what the difference is between sort of, uh, you know, working and managing in a 600-room hotel and a 75-room hotel. Um, so I really learned um, the city in a very high-end way to provide that service to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, the culture of a small boutique hotel is sort of where I got, got my exposure there at the Mercer. Um, I was there for 10 years and really sort of honed in on that skill, the personalized service, the precise way, and very much to what Sergio spoke to earlier, what goes on behind closed doors is not presented in front of the guests. So I've had so many guests come to me years later. I mean, I haven't been at the Mercer in so long, but just saying, you know, it, it's, it was so easy. It's so mm. easy at the hotel. You just come in and everybody makes everything so easy. Mm. Um, so I really learned how to translate that operationally from what we had to do behind the curtain to what we presented in front of the curtains and it, it looked effortless but mm-hmm. it was not i can i can guarantee <laughs> you that um and then after that we started our own um ventures with our first company um and developed the Noliton. um but in 2009, what street is that on? Um, Canmere and Elizabeth. Yes. Is that by the butcher's daughter? I'm trying to think. Yes. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which wasn't there at the time, mm-hmm. but um, that we developed the hotel. A lot of things have changed um, in Nolita for sure. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of great things have popped up, so it's it's great. Um, so we did that, and then the economy sort of, you know, we were a very young company, so uh, the economy sort of waylaid our plans mm. for our next uh, projects, and we uh, went back as, consult- con- yeah. as consultants for um, non-disclosure uh, projects that were happening, and then mm. they didn't happen, so there was yeah. a lot of ups and downs during that time but um, I mean we did develop Chequit uh, the concept for Chequit the uh, Z Hotel in Queens yeah um, but there's on... mostly like key turnkey developments mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. when when we went back to or I went back to working uh, under the umbrella of Richard Bourne yes and Ira Drucker and um, worked on operational standards there for the pod hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to ACE and they needed sort of a more um, detailed 
uh, way of operating for their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that uh, for well, them with, for about six months. Yeah, with Ace, with Ace is actually a good example of what eventually one of the things that we, we became really strong at. Alex mm. Calderwood reached out directly oh, to Audrey. Alex. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, because he felt that as Ace was growing and coming to New York, he was losing the brand essence of it. Mm. As amazing as the hotel was, mm-hmm. he didn't feel the culture that he represented was correctly okay. translated into the, into that particular building. Yeah. So Audrey's mission statement was to tweak the operation and in, infuse it with the right culture so that mm-hmm. it would regain what Alex wanted to see, well, what Alex so wanted to of, project. Yeah, sort of match the amazing design um, and and yeah. mm-hmm. what he thought was his brand um, into the teams and how to translate that. So um, I worked, worked very hard on that. Um, and um, then we slowly moved back to what well, I, I guess I was at Marlton for a Bowery for a few years, four and a half years. Sorry, there's been so many transitions. <laughs> um, I forget all of them. You've seen and it all, Audrey. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. I, I have. Yeah. And it's it's been so informative and so great, yeah. you know, in terms of um, a base and sort of getting to understand how, you know, the slight nuances, the slight differences operationally have really informed the way that I put things together for Mm -hmm. hotels in terms of operations and teams and, again, design and infuse all of that, all of my knowledge. It's like working with an oracle. It's like, you know, it's like literally fantastic. Yeah. You know, we need to think about things that she doesn't need to think about anymore uh, yeah. and it's 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 you know it took a few years to catch up to but uh mm-hmm. at this point he's getting that i've, I've getting been that. a good student yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that wait how, okay i have to ask how did you two meet and how long have you been together well 18 years yeah oh! um, we met at the mercer i was yeah. managing there uh the hotel and he was i was with jean George yeah. at the time so my my path yeah i want to um, hear yeah, my path similar to Audrey at the start. So I mentioned before, I come from, my, my father was a film director, my mother producer, whatnot in Spain, and I was acting and modeling there. And then uh, I wanted to be more serious about it. So I moved to New York to study acting and uh, and work as an actor. And I think everybody knows that if you're an actor in New York, you're a waiter in New York. And, yes. Uh, yes. So that's how I started. My, I started in the food and beverage industry. I started mm-hmm. actually as a dishwasher, and then I moved my way into uh, being a, a busboy, a barista, then the mise en place guy, then slowly moved my way into higher-end operations. I was very lucky as well because in the 90s, New York had Terrence Conrad, John George, Dennis Foy, Danielle, uh, there's so many incredible operators that I got to interact with, Daniel Orr. Mm. Um, so that was a, in, an amazing schooling for me. Um, it, it just happened to be that I'm good at it in, in the sense of the business side of it. Um, so I, I, it slowly took more and more of my life. And then I said to myself, what I really, what I want to do is hotels mm-hmm. as well as food and beverage operations. So I requested... Uh, that John George transferred me to the Mercer Kitchen because it was ah. an opening in a hotel as yep. opposed to 66 or one of the other uh, self-standing operations. Mm-hmm. But I wanted Mercer Kitchen because I wanted to get 
closer to a hotel. And then as I was managing Mercer Kitchen, um, I remember distinctly being attracted to the way the whole hotel felt, the, the, mm. the, the, the culture, the interaction with guests, really demanding, really high-end uh, guests that, you know, have enormous pressure on their lives. And at the Mercer, they were all so relaxed. And the front desk was so effortless mm. and relaxed. And, and the machine was so perfect. And I remember looking at Audrey at the front desk and, and kind of admiring how she was able to create that on at the hotel. Uh, and uh, I guess I looked for a little too long and I fell in love. So um, she took a little longer uh, to, to, to respond. Uh, it took me a lot of visits to the front desk and it took her a lot of get back to the restaurant sort of thing. Um, oh, but eventually we, we hooked, you know, we, 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 we had to get together and it was very early on, mm. on one of our first outings into Long Island that we were sitting and we're talking about our backgrounds in life, mm. how we both come from Europe and, and how we were raised yeah. and what we would like to do in hospitality. And it just very fast, we said, oh, we can do something. We mm-hmm. have actually... We have actually a vision. We yeah. actually can do something together. And that was the genesis of what a few years later became our first company, CoLSC, and then Mac and Look. Oh, that's incredible. So I, you know what, this just ended up being a lesson. You never know who you're going to meet in a hotel, who you'll fall in love with, and then also who you'll build a thriving company with. You, yeah. never, you never you know. Never know. So, I would have guessed this, but it's been great. So this is maybe I'll just title this like the boutique hospitality love story. There we go. <laughs> this was incredible. I I can't wait to meet you both in person. I'll come visit you in the thriving, bustling culture hub of Detroit. Yeah. And congratulations. I just want to congrats both of you on what you've built in your careers. I think it's just incredible. Just incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And we look forward to meeting you as well. Yay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Unfamiliar Shift with Ariella. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you think. To learn more about the world of boutique hospitality, be sure to check out our website, bla.org. And thank you to Solanas for sponsoring today's show. 